0: Welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast, where we dive into the world of marketing and help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host Fiona, a marketing expert with 10 years of experience in the family photography industry, and in each episode of this podcast, I'll be sharing my insights and strategies for successful marketing to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of digital and traditional marketing techniques. So whether you're just starting out or looking to fine-tune your marketing approach, this podcast has something for you. So join me and let's get started. Hello everyone and um, long time no talk. I had hoped to keep the podcast going through the summer but August is generally one of my busiest months in my business just because all of my mountain locations are open. Um, So I ended up having about 17 adventure sessions in August And so I just didn't quite have time to record in the way that I wanted. But I'm back now and hoping to be back through December or so, where I'll probably take a break for that month. So this episode is going to be about styling in marketing. And I think this is really important because if we were to ask potential clients what their biggest obstacles to booking, which FYI, that is something that I suggest everyone does if you have Instagram using stories as a way to pull your audience to find out more about them. This is a wonderful question to ask. So, when I ask this question, the number one reason is always money. So, to avoid getting that answer, I don't I say besides money. So, besides funds or Cost, what are the obstacles? So, second for me at this stage in my business is availability because I get pretty booked out. And so people just aren't able to find a date that I have available that works with their schedule because of limited availability. Then the second, or sorry, the third would be how they fit into the brand per se. So, when they see my images, there is an aspiration there where They want the elements of the session for their own family, which is, of course, what we want. We want to draw people into our brand. We want to attract, not chase. So when you have that aspect of attraction, people are going to be trying to figure out how they can get the results that they fell in love with. And for family photography, a major element of that is styling. We all know when a family comes and their styling is really on brand for the type of work that you do. The colors work really well with the location. The flow of the dresses work really well the location. All of those things work really well with your style and the type of session that you like to produce as opposed to, for example, I'll use mom. Let's say that she shows up in like a very, very bright colored tight dress that she's clearly uncomfortable in. That's going to affect the session overall it's going to affect her how she feels her memory of the session because she may remember feeling uncomfortable feeling like she's tugging on her outfit like it doesn't fit the way she wants it to it's going to affect my editing because I do have some parameters I ask people to stay in because of the way that I edit certain colors if things are too bright um, they are just tricky for me to edit And then they end up detracting from the overall scene because I'm having to bring those colors down without bringing the rest of the colors down. So I do have parameters around those style elements and they're all in hopes that people will show up and have interpreted my style advice to a way that makes it feel really cohesive for their own family, but also works for me as the artist as well. So here are some Reasons that styling is a really great way to market. So, talking about styling allows us to show up as the expert because you don't need to have a styling degree or have worked at Nordstrom as a professional shopper or anything to have an idea right now in your head of the types of outfits that you love that people wear. And it's not that we're trying to get everyone to conform to the same look. I heard this. Instagram post to someone was saying, not every dad needs to wear white a white shirt and, and brown pants or whatever. Whereas secretly, I love when dads wear that um, because I would rather have them wear that that's very neutral and let the work that mom put into her dress and the kiddos shine unless dad has A style that he wants to bring to the table, where, like, for my personal family, my husband is very into style. And so it would never fly for me to style him for our own shoots. That's something that he really enjoys for himself. But if the dad isn't like that, I'd rather have him in something that showcases everyone else's outfits even more and allows him to wear something that works and is easy to find and doesn't cost a million dollars. So you can say, like, I could have a rebuttal to that whole thing and say, well, in this case, for the vast majority of dads that I work with, they're not coming to the table with a big idea of what they should wear. And often in their own mind of what the, especially in the Pacific Northwest, the male dress up outfit includes the color navy. Which is a color that I actually try to actively discourage my clients from wearing. And the reason for that is, majority of my locations feature navy heavily in the background. And when people wear that color, they end up blending. So, if you were gonna have a dad for me who is wearing khaki pants and a navy shirt, which is a very, very common dad uniform for photos in the Pacific Northwest, that person in that outfit is going to pop way less than a white or light colored shirt and those same brown pants. So that one switch can really help the overall palette of styling. I know that, you may not know that. Sorry, I know that and you know that, but the client may not know that. So that's where you can just go ahead and step right up onto that expert level box. And the advice that you give that works for your brand doesn't need to be the advice that everyone else gifts. So a good friend of mine, I noticed that like maybe 80% of her clients are styled in navy. So it works for her. It's not something that she's bothered by. That's the most common color that shows up in her portfolio. So it's working for her. That's perfectly fine. I'm talking about for my sessions and the outcome that I want my clients to have and the trust to stay really high. There are certain parameters that I need them to follow so that I'm not producing a product that is very unlike what they showed up with. And it's not to say, or the product that is very unlike what they fell in love with. So that's not to say that if dad showed up in a Navy shirt, I'm just going to punt my camera off the side of the mountain and run away. It's just that in that sort of scenario, had there been a slight change, that individual human who I care a lot about at the session would have popped a little more and or coordinated a little more with their family. So if you can know those little things about your brand, just like there's other photographers where I noticed that oftentimes mom's dress is a jewel tone and that's very, very consistent for their brand. The photographer that owns that brand and has built consistency around having moms pop in a pretty jewel tone dress, she can become the expert of where to find and source jewel tone dresses. Because what we have to remember is that There are 70,000 million bajillion photographers for people to choose from, and people chose your brand for a reason. And one of the elements that, that drew them into your brand was the styling that's presented in your shoots. And so you can go ahead and say, yes, actually, I do have things that I really love and that work really well for sessions with me. Let me go ahead and help you also achieve that look. And it's not about having everyone look the same or anything like that. It's just about knowing the elements that work and standing firmly in the expertness of that. Okay, so creating educational content and hand-holding content is some of the easiest type of content to create when you're talking about styling. You can showcase different outfits. So one of the most powerful reels I've seen this year was someone had a family show up in very sort of uncoordinated, um, thrown together outfits and took some photos of them and then had them changed into just outfits with a slight amount of coordination. And the difference was very, very clear to see. And from a client side, it would be very comforting for me to know that my photographer had my back in terms of how do I get my family to show up this way? So you can create so much content around it. You can become an expert of your own brand. You could have a a seasonal series where you help people with each seasonal look. You know, if it's fall, what are your top five tips? Think about all the educational content you can create about that. And that educational content is what helps build trust so much faster than just posting static images with random stories attached to them. This also allows you to partner with other people in your community. So if you are, which I highly recommend, looking at 2024 as a time to really invest in a personal connection with your community and operate like a local business, leaning into the style element can really open up some wonderful partnerships for you. That could be a local micro-influencer who'd be willing to make some content with you, all the way to someone who owns a store or a boutique in your town. So this element of our job that we sometimes think of as just something going on in the background is a huge part of the process when you're on the other side of the lens. So how can we be as helpful and as connected to it as possible? So I wanted to go through really quickly how I talk about styling in my own business what I do is when someone books with me, I send an email. Now, here's a couple lessons I learned. I used to send this style in email right when they booked, even if it was they booked on Black Friday and their session wasn't until June. And I've since stopped doing that because I'll send it out like four weeks or a month before the session, um, as long as my Gmail isn't sending everything to spam, which is a fun little trick it was doing this month, because I don't want people to have so, so, so much time to think about it that they get stuck in indecision, which is something that happens. So in the email, the first thing that's listed are Pinterest boards, which I'll come back to after I talk about the overview of what I do. So I I usually include a seasonal Pinterest board that is like fall looks, spring looks, summer looks, which I highly recommend. Then if they have certain, you could even split it into male, female, Boy, girl, and have it be very specific for whatever they're looking for. Sometimes people will have one massive Pinterest board, which I do have that as well, a general, but it's listed as a general what to wear so that they can see a cohesive look of one family. And then I kind of break down the individual kiddos and seasons from there in different boards. The idea is what I want them to do is go into the general board get an overall color scheme that they're going for with a focus. Of course, I always love to have mom style herself first and then have everyone else styled around mom just because usually she's the one who is much more daydreamy and invested in what she's going to wear. Beyond that, I have Style & Select, which I have a code they gave me if you want to give them a try that I'll put in the show notes. And the number one question I get from other photographers about style and select, and I think I've talked about this on a past episode is, well, how many of your clients actually use it? And that's not the metric that I actually care about the most. The metric that I care about is, do my clients feel extra support through the booking process by having access to style and select? And from what I've asked my clients, the answer to that is yes. So if I put myself empathetically in my client's shoes, trying to plan a session. I have no idea what to do. I don't know where to start. I have Pinterest boards I can look at, but style and select is such a fun, engaging tool that I could go in and just start playing with things. And if, if, even if I don't end up purchasing from style and select, that's the thing that people ask Do People end up styling their entire family and having those exact, um, Outfits shipped to their door. I would say that's probably a very low percentage of usage for my clients, but more what it is, is one, they can say, you you knew that this is going to be stressful AF and you paid for a tool for me to use. And then B, it's such a good referral topic. So when they're talking to their friends and they can say, Because everyone who plays with style and select has fun. That's just the bottom line. It's almost like it reminds me of Clueless when she's getting ready and she has her ancient computer and she's lining up all her outfits. It's like when I was growing up, I wanted that so badly. And now I can basically have that with style and select. So it's fun. It's a fun element. And so when they're talking about it to their friends... What a great thing to say. Oh yeah, and then she has this really cool styling tool. That alone can be an incentive to come check out my work or your work or whoever's work it may be. The third thing I offer is my cell phone number. And I say, if you are stuck, send me pictures. And I would say that maybe 10% of my clients end up sending me pictures of their outfits laying out on a bed or I'm choosing between this and this and this, and then I just go bam, bam, bam. That's what I would choose. And it's like, oh my gosh, thank you. Because I was, I did all this work. I ordered three dresses. Like I try to really, really remember the amount of work that this is to style, especially a client of mine who I styled who had four kids this summer. I mean, she put so much energy into it and it paid off in a huge way. Her styling was amazing. Everyone looked so good. It was so cohesive, but that didn't happen by magical fairy dust. This is someone who is partnering with my vision to create this session. And in that way, it's such a beautiful joint effort for the two of us. And so I want to be as supportive as possible. So those are the ways that I help my clients through styling. Now I want to go back really quickly and talk about Pinterest as it relates to marketing and I did a whole episode I'm pretty sure on Pinterest and you know I'm a huge fan. I had another client in August come through Pinterest. They were researching the area just to come on a vacation there from California. They found my Pinterest page and booked a session while they're in the area So that is extremely powerful. And the reason that happened is because I properly keyworded my Pinterest boards. So all of those boards, if we go back to what we were talking about in terms of breaking the boards up into seasonal. So let's take one season, for example, the board title would be something like this, Fiona Margo Photography, Fall Outfit Ideas, Seattle Family Photographer. That would be like the name of the board. So it's properly keyworded. And it's a huge way that traffic can come in because again, if people are searching, there's really no way that I would rather find a photographer than on Pinterest because it is such a huge visual for me to get drawn into their brand. Yes, Instagram as well. But if we're discounting Instagram for now and we're looking at other ways to market, Pinterest is, is a visual search engine. We are visual creators. I'll say it until the cows come home. Don't really know what that saying means, but the cows, when they do come home, hopefully the cows will be mooing. All the photographers need to be on Pinterest because that is how I feel about it. So again, when you're looking for how you can add value to this, you obviously want to be careful with boundaries. So I haven't run into anything where people were taking up too much of my time or, you know, whatever with their styling. And if I did, I would obviously have to put a boundary in place. Like I said, only about 10% of my clients end up asking for clarification over text or email. And an example, like I have a session tomorrow up in the mountains. These people always do an amazing job with styling, but she sent four pictures and it was just a couple tiny elements switched out. And I know that she was knee deep and indecision about this. And she just needed someone else to say, that's the one. And being able to do that for her in five seconds, because I know I would rather have her in white than blue, done. I know that this, the location super blue. She's going to pop really well in the white, done. I've taken that indecision off her plate. And that is trust-building activities that we're doing with clients. So I hope this was helpful. The next episode that I do is going to be about Mentally preparing for fall. And also, um, I haven't been able to do any marketing one on ones or anything like that throughout the summer because I've just been too busy. But I really want to, especially starting in January, do a couple groups where people are in groups together and we're working on creating marketing plans for 2024, as well as some individual work as well. So keep an eye out for that. I really am interested in talking to photographers who want 2024 to be a bigger year than 2023. They're in growth mode. They want more control over their businesses. So I'm very excited about that. And I will be back next week to talk about fall. And as always, I have the mini marketing school on Instagram. And what I'm going to start doing moving forward is I'm going to what's happening with Instagram subscriptions is I was doing lives in there and they keep showing it to every single person who follows me. So instead I've just been doing a chat and we basically chat about everything more in-depth that we talked about in this episode. I know when I listen to podcasts and there's an episode that I really connect with, sometimes I feel like, man, I wish I could just talk to more people about this. And I'll send the episode to my friends and we can kind of vox about it or Marco Polo. But my goal is if you guys are in that subscription, then we can have a more in-depth chat about whatever we're talking about that week. So I'm going to create a what's called a broadcast channel where everyone can talk about things Pertaining to that month's episodes, so there'll be a September chat, and that September chat will cover the four episodes that'll happen in September. You can come in there and ask personalized questions. I will be there to answer them. Obviously, it can't be like Fiona, make a marketing plan for me, but it can be like, hey, what do you, if you were going to do this type of board or this type of board on Pinterest, what would you do? And I'd be happy to answer questions there. So in the show notes, I'll link the Style and Select. Um coupon code thing. And I will also link to my Instagram. All right, guys, have a good week. Mm